me the Bible, star of gladness claiming. You are now listening to Salvation by Grace with Brother David Wilkerson, a member of the Kings Road Baptist Church located at 180 South Glen Street in Fayetteville, Georgia. Jesus came to seek and save the Lord. Once again, it's always a joy and a privilege to be able to come and to speak in the name of Jesus and to declare the Lord Jesus' righteousness. I didn't come to declare my own. I have no righteousness without the Lord Jesus Christ, and neither do you. No one is righteous without Jesus. Jesus is the propitiation of our sins. He's the sacrifice for our sins, and he's the only righteous one. All of us were unrighteous. We're born in sin, shaping iniquity, standing in need of a Savior, and there's only one Savior, and he's, his name is Jesus Christ. Thank God, Jesus of Nazareth. Thank God he came into this world. He didn't have to, but thank God many, many years ago, he got into a covenant with his heavenly father because they had seen, of course, that, uh, that man had failed. And they already knew what man would do because nothing takes God by surprise. But uh, he made man subject to vanity, but not willing. They had a God-given conscience and they had... The knowledge of uh, they could have just chose the good and obeyed the Lord. And they had the knowledge of what God told them to do. They could live and, and they could enjoy everything in the Garden of Eden and all around about. And they were. They were just enjoying it. They were walking with the Lord and they had great sweet communion and, and fellowship. But mankind disobeyed God at, at one point and they ate of the forbidden tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, God always wanted only man to know the good. He did not want man to know the evil. But uh, nevertheless, they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And now mankind knows evil. And not only knows evil, but they do evil. We've all have done evil works because the devil, he is our spiritual father. Uh, when you come into this world, of course, you're just born innocent. But you're still born in sin, shape, and iniquity. But you become a sinner by choice when you reach the age of accountability. And we all go that way. We all go astray. The Bible's talked about right here in Romans chapter 3. It talked about we all have uh, went astray. Let me go ahead and start reading here. And this is, uh, it just tells mankind, it tells us uh, uh, what happened and who we are and how we went astray and so on and so forth. But I tell you, everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus' righteousness. Everyone needs salvation. Now, like I've preached uh, many times before, if a child was to die, they, they go on into heaven if they've not reached the age of accountability. But if they have reached the age of accountability, they have a knowledge of right and wrong. They know uh, that they're a sinner and uh, the Lord has spoke to their hearts. And I tell you, we venture off on our own. And... Uh, if you die separating alienity from God, I tell you, you'll wind up dying in sin and experiencing a second death, which is you'll die and you'll go to hell and go to hell forever and ever and ever. And I know that's not a popular subject, but it's a reality. And many people are meeting that reality each and every day. God have mercy. People are dying in droves and dying in sin and going to hell. And a lot of people, they think they're all right. They think they've justified because they made some sort of a mental decision, but they've never really received the Lord in their heart. They they got a head knowledge and a lip service, and they're a Christian in name only, 
but they're still separate and alienated from God because they've never experienced a, uh, the genuine salvation of the Lord. They've never approached him. Maybe they didn't know how to approach him because they were because God was misrepresented by some uh, wolf in sheep's clothing, and the devil's got his puppets in the pulpit leading people astray. But I tell you, it's easy to be saved. Jesus paid the price on the cross of Calvary, and all we must do is come and believe that and then repent of our sins. And that's where people uh, miss out right there. I mean, you can't just repent tongue-in-cheek. You can't just want to be saved, uh, you know, half-heartedly. The Bible says you've got to seek the Lord with your whole heart. He said, I will be found of you. You've got to give him your all. Jesus gave us his all on the cross of Calvary. In order to be saved, you've got to be crucified with Christ. You've got to die to yourself. You've got to die to sin. In the moment that I died to myself, almost 29 years ago, I died to myself. I was in my pickup truck driving home from work. I'd already been preached to, already been labored over. The good uh, seed had been cast into the good ground of my heart, and I was running. Uh, but thank God prayer caught up with me, and I got sick of running, sick of myself, sick of this world. And in essence, I crucified myself with Christ. And I said this, it wasn't a flowery prayer. It wasn't a prayer repeated after some preacher. But I said, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Lord, if it, if, if it takes dying right now, then uh, go, on, hold, go ahead and just kill me and take me on home because uh, I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I died to myself. I'm crucified with Christ. And you know, like I said, I wasn't praying a, a flowery prayer. And uh, I didn't uh, put it in those types of terms. But the Lord knew what my heart was saying. I said, Lord, I'm sick of sin. I'm sick of myself. I know I said that. And I said, Lord, I, if it takes dying, then, then just uh, go ahead and uh, kill me. I know you, you didn't put me on this earth to kill me. You put me on this earth. There's a purpose. And you put me on this earth to be part of your body, to be part of the living. You want me to uh, live forever with you. I know that. You died for me. I believe that. And I want to be saved. I don't want to run from you no more. Uh, I know that uh, what the, the brethren and the sisters in the Lord have told me is the truth. And I see the smile on their face. And I see the spring in their step. And I see how they're genuine and how they're happy. And how they just uh, are just a loving and caring person. And, and they're just happy. And that's what I want. That's what I need. I'm miserable. I'm empty on the inside. Lord, have mercy upon me and save me. And if you, try, if you save me, Lord, I'll try to serve you. And thank God when I said those things and I reasoned together with the Lord like that. The Bible says, come together and reason, thus said the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they should be washed as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they should be made as wool. And that's what happened to me. I reasoned with the Lord. I repented of my sins. And he took that blood and he applied it to the sins of my soul. And I've never been the same ever since the Lord Jesus got alive in my heart. He put his righteousness in my heart. He overlaid my unrighteousness with his righteousness. He dressed me up. Thank God. I cast away my, my, my garments, if you will. Uh, everybody's got a pair, uh, a set of fig leaves, if you will. And everyone's got a, you know, a robe of uh, their own righteousness. But you've got to cast away your robe of righteousness because it's as filthy rags in the sight of God. If all you have is a head knowledge and lip service and a church membership and a water baptism, that's just a, a robe of righteousness that you have, that you put on. I tell you that the devil's camouflaged you with. But I tell you, the Lord knoweth them that are his. He's got everyone sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise unto the day of redemption. And the Lord clothes you within the, in, your, in your soul, the real part of you. He clothes you with his righteousness. And you never are the same when he gets alive in you. But the Bible talked about right here in Romans chapter 3, 
It says, what then, in verse 9, what then, are we better than they? It's talking about uh, the Gentiles and the Jews here. No, and no wise, for we have been before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. That means everyone. Everyone's under sin. There's not a person who's ever come into this world that wasn't a sinner except one, and that's Jesus Christ. He was born a vir- you know, of a virgin, and his blood, the seed, came from God himself, God above, thank God, was planted in the womb of a virgin. She had never known a man, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and the angel said, you shall call his name Jesus, and the Old Testament said his name should be called Emmanuel. I mean, he has many different names. You can't just put one name on something so divine. It takes uh, many, many attempts and uh, to explain Jesus, and that's why the Bible's full of metaphors and and parables about him. The whole book's about him. But the Bible says that we must see ourselves of who we are. And the scripture says right here that uh, we are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. I tell you, you let your flesh run, you're subject to murder. I tell you, all this, all this in us and our flesh is just wickedness and vile. I mean, we're, we're no good without the Lord. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. They, there is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law saith is said to them who are under the law, that the, every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. That's why the law was given, that it was uh, given as a statement as uh, to make us all guilty. The Bible says, but by the law is the knowledge of sin. The Bible says in another place that the law was given as a witness against us. We would look in the law and see that, hey, we, we have broke these commandments, and I mean, we're, we've broken them from birth, and we need a Savior, and there's only one, and you can't get justified by obeying the works of the law. You'll come up short. That's trying to put on your own righteousness, but I tell you, you got to put on the Lord's righteousness because he conquered death, hell, and the grave. Let me go on and read. It says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. What is the righteousness of God without the law? Well, it's Jesus. That's who the righteousness without the law is. It's Jesus. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. That's what the whole Bible is about. The law and the prophets spoke about the Lord Jesus Christ, the divine sacrifice for sin, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. You see, that's the righteousness of God. You put your faith in Jesus and he'll give you, he'll exchange your sins and he'll give you his righteousness in, in exchange. If you come to him with a broken heart and a contract spirit, repent of your sins. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God had set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness 
for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. The only way to pass through the forbearance of God and to make it into heaven is you got to be blood washed. That's the only people that the pearly gates are going to open up for. That's the only people that the only door that leads into heaven into the sheepfold is ever going to be opened up for is those that are blood washed. Those that are been born again that are now called the sheep of the Lord. And we can go in and out and find pasture. Thank God the Lord Jesus is our shepherd and we shall not want. He maketh us to lie down in green pastures. Thank God for all the blessings in Christ. It says right here in verse 26, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness. When you get saved, you don't declare your own righteousness. I tell you, you say that your own righteousness is filthy rags, but you declare Jesus's righteousness. And so you see, I've never come on the radio to lift up myself, to lift up my church. I've always come to lift up Jesus. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men into me. He says, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be a just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then is excluded. By what law? By works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. And that's how you get saved. And that's how righteousness comes. You got to put your faith in Jesus. Repent of your sins. Believe what he did at Calvary. And just lay down your heart on the altar sacrifice and he'll save you and justify you and cleanse you with his own blood. And then you'll be happy and you'll have joy and peace and contentment on the inside and have real direction and real meaning in life and have a mansion in heaven one day after a while. See my time gone. God bless you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Give me the Bible, star of gladness. Thank you for listening to Salvation by Grace with Brother David Wilkerson of the Kings Road Baptist Church located at 180 South Glen Street in Fayetteville, Georgia. Since Jesus came to seek and save the Lord.